0: Albert Einstein is celebrated as one of the, the greatest geniuses of all time. He helped to unlock the power of the atom. He developed the theory of relativity. He came up with the probably the most famous equation, right? E equals mc squared, whatever that means, and so much more that goes way over most of our heads. In your mind's eye, what does Einstein look like? How old is he? He's somewhere around 60, right, in your mind's eye? White, crazy hair kind of going out from his head as though he's just touched a lightning bolt or something. But did you know he was 26 when he published his papers on relativity? And most of his greatest work was long done by the time he turned 40? Martin Luther King Jr. became the leader of the civil rights movement, wisely pushing for nonviolent resistance in the face of so much violence when he was 26. He was just 39 upon his death. Martin Luther, our Christian denomination's namesake, was 35 years old when he nailed the 95 Theses to the door at Wittenberg. Or have you heard Greta Thunberg speak? the Swedish environmental activist who challenges today's world leaders to take immediate action on climate change, she became famous just a couple years ago when she was 15. Creativity, life, wisdom, sometimes come from elders. But there's lots of examples of farsighted, broad-minded, deep-thinking, wise young people who innovate, lead, make. So when we hear John chapter 1, and as we think of creation, as we think of those those words in the phrase, in the beginning, what image of God the Creator comes to mind? The Word was with God. The Word was God. If I asked a group of church members to paint the picture of creation. With God as the creator. I wonder what the average age of God would look like. I googled God the other day, looked through the images that popped up. I saw paintings and pictures of a lot of old white men with white beards. Scroll down long enough and I eventually saw a person of color and long after that I saw a woman But you know what I never saw? God was never young. There were some images of Jesus, and he would qualify for what I'm talking about as young, but among the Trinity, I'm talking about God the Father, or God the Parent, if we can step away from male-dominant language for a second. Why don't we imagine God, the literal source of creativity, life, and wisdom, as young? full of energy, full of ideas, full of hopes and dreams. This God simply speaks and creation just happens. This God, without need of anything, just speaks in love, from love, for love. James Howell is a United Methodist pastor in Charlotte and he says, love is not quiet. Love cannot keep silent. The love within Father, Son, Holy Spirit, just couldn't help itself. God made a world, a stupendous universe, and tender, small things like the flower in your yard or a snowflake, a child tottering by your own reflection in the mirror. It feels a bit like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs hammering out their tech in a garage in their early 20s, though, right? (laughs) They're not 60 or 70 when they're doing that. And they're not exactly sure as they're doing what they do in their garage, they're not sure how their work is going to change the world, but they know they're on to something. The passion, the excitement, and thrill that come from invention, that's the kind of feeling John 1 means to proclaim. This is not some old God thoughtfully implementing a course of action that's been tested and approved and made ready for every possible contingency that may or may not come. This God does not hear the council of insurance agents in the back of his head saying, well, you know, you, you should really think this whole creation thing through before you go for it. What, what if, and, and you know, what if, and, and what if? No, creation is the action of a youthful God brimming with love. And so all things come into being through this God. Without this God, not one thing comes into being. And what has come into being in him is life And the life was the light of all people. This is a light that shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Have you ever known someone who just lights up a room? They can't help it. A physical space, the mood changes when they arrive or when they leave. We might call that a big personality. The Gospel of John describes the word with God... Explaining that this word didn't just light up a room, lights up the world. It changes an entire dark world with its light. And the world, of course, is in need of such a gift because here's the problem. This youthful acting God, who is actually ageless, of course, (laughs) the triune God created time. So God stands outside of time and gender and all the other ways we usually describe people. And I know Jesus was born a person, we are celebrating the season of Christmas after all, but I'm not just talking about God the Son today, I'm talking about God, the three in one, the creator, and the creator is without age. But as we imagine whether that God acts like an old, white-bearded man or someone of vivacious, passionate youth, I imagine That creative love God making a world and then experiencing what John describes in his 10th and 11th verse. He was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world didn't know him. He came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. I mean, this vivacious God who is love, by encountering the world's ignorance... And then what is worse, by experiencing rejection, this God then shows that love is not flimsy, depending on being loved back. True, deep God love leads to grace. Because despite the world's ignorance, despite the rejection, the Word, God, love, became flesh and lived among us. And that changed everything. Nothing could possibly be the same after the Creator chose to be born among the creation for the sake of the creation. Jesus born changes everything. We, the church, dedicated most of the month of December to a season we call Advent. It's a season we use to talk about watchfully waiting for the return of Christ. Believing that Jesus, this Human person, born 2,020 years ago, believing that he was God, worthy of our worship, believing that he lived on this earth, died a human death, but then didn't stay dead, believing that this person was resurrected and then ascended to the right hand of God, whatever that means exactly, believing that all to be true, full of mystery, requiring faith, and it's a story that we don't, we don't know exactly how to follow it all the time, but believing it to be true that God love sought to save this world, we believe that there will be a return of this love, God, in a way that will change the world much like the birth of Jesus did. Advent was a season when we together thought about and dream of the day when Christ will come again. Our hope in that great day, that second coming, that return, our hope... For that is grounded in the truth that it already happened once, why not again? Despite the world's ignorance, despite the rejection of God, God still was born to a human mother so that everything would change, so that each of us and all of us together would see and know that the God who is love is the God who loves with grace. Because somehow, many of us get confused that God only helps those who help themselves Or that God only favors people who live pure lives. Or that God will only save people who profess certain things. This is why many Christians will mistakenly ask, well, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Asserting that, of course, if you haven't, then hell it will be for you. But this first chapter of John and the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke 2, they proclaim a God who acts despite my words, my actions, my repentance, my lack of repentance, my doubt, my faith, my persistence, my anything. There is no moral to Christmas. (laughs) We don't hear the Christmas story and say, okay, so now we know we need to all, what, be shepherds and live in the fields in order for Jesus to be born for us? No. We don't hear the Christmas story and share the takeaway now, we all need to be, you know, better people in order for this birth to mean anything to us. Too often, Christians make Christianity about ourselves. And to be sure, God is born for us and saves us so that we may lead selfless, abundant, big lives, loving like God loves, which is a transformation of our actions and beliefs. But transformation Is a result of God's grace. It is not a prerequisite for God's grace. The world didn't know Him. His own people didn't accept Him, and yet the Word became flesh and lived among us, full of grace and truth anyway. I'd never seen this image before, but the aforementioned Pastor Howell from Charlotte talked about it, so I had to look it up. I invite you to do that too he names a 16th century altarpiece painting of the crucifixion by an artist called Matthias Grunewald. I suppose it was Matthias Grunewald. But anyway, it's, look it up. Grunewald Crucifixion is what you can find. To the left of Jesus, so imagine Jesus on the cross, and to his right, viewers left, are his mother and Mary and the beloved disciple. But to his left, to our right, is a strange-looking guy holding open a big book. He's meant to be John the Baptist. He's looking straight into the eyes of the crucified Jesus. But the most eye-catching thing of the whole altarpiece is that he is pointing, like, as clearly as possible, pointing right at Jesus. His point? None of this is about me. I exist, John the Baptist, to point to him. And so do we. On this second Sunday of Christmas, that's what I'm trying to do. For all the ways we make it about ourselves and question the motives and details of who God is and why God does certain things in God's ways and God's time, I invite you in this Christmas season to get lost Get lost in the wonder, in the love, in the praise of a God who's far more amazing, creative, young, and thoughtful, and able than you have ever imagined. This light that lights up the world with his presence changes everything so that even a year like 2020, with every day from now on, that year will move into the distant past. And every day in 2021, we will again enjoy God's presence because it is again the year of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.